Okay, good morning. We're Sikhtubut Daf Tzadi, and we start at the bottom of Pai Tetamud Bed. At the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, Shnei Gitin, Shnei Ketubot, Kova Shnei Ketubot. So a person's got two Gitin and two Ketubot. Right, so at first glance, you read a Mishnah, you wonder what's going on over here. But then uh, you think about it, a person married his wife, divorced her, remarried her, and divorced her. And then each time that he married her, he gave her a Ketubah. Or maybe not, maybe he married her and divorced her, married her with the same Ketubah. So that would be a case of two Gitin and one Ketubah. Okay, so we'll see the Mishnah. What's the Ikar over here? The main thing is that's man ketuba rishona kodem lezman get rishon. We want to, if the first ketuba is before the first get, so then we know that was the original ketuba that she got married with. And then zman ketuba shnia kodem leget shani. And the second ketuba, the date of the second ketuba is before the date of the second get. So we can see that he married her with two, every time he married her, gave her a new ketuba. So that's the first case in the Mishnah. If you've got Shtegit and Shnei Ketubot, then Kova Shnei Ketubot. And really they get divorced, she can the second time, she claims two Ketubot. If he does, look at Rashi, Sharei, Girsha, Vichsir, Vichatar, for certain that she that she got two Ketubot each time she got married, she got a new Ketubah. Aval, says Rashi, Kat Mushtaya Ketubot, Leget Harishon. If both the Ketubot, the dates of both the Ketubot were before the first get, Okay, for the first get. Then, Lord, that you wouldn't have to claim both ketubot. Why? Sharei Kashir Zira, because it's obvious that when he remarried her, Lokatav Laktuba, right? He never wrote to a new ketubah because both the ketubahs were before the first get. So, obviously, the second ketubah is the reason either to have placed the first ketubah or to add something to the first ketubah. But it wasn't that the second marriage was the new ketubah. Right? In Rashi said that because we've seen the same mistake, ketubot for get. If she's got two ketubahs in one get, and he then she only claim one get, one ketubah. So if she's got two ketubas and two gitin, but both the ketubas are dated before the first get, then we know it's not a second ketubah when you remarried her. And we learn, we'll see in the moment in the Mishnah that if she's got two ketubas and one get, you only claim one ketubah. So even though now she's got two ketubas and two gitin, because both the ketubas are dated before the first get, it's as if she had two ketubas and one get. Clear? All right? All right. Um, let's look back in the Mishnah. Uh, comes this case now. She divorced her. And now she got two get in and only one ketuba. Why? Because uh, she remarried without a second ketuba. Or ketuba v'get v'mita. Or she had a ketuba and a get, and then proof that he died. So now, we could have thought maybe that the first ketuba she can claim from the divorce, and then the second ketuba she could now claim one is an almana from the. So this woman's got two claims against her husband, right? Because it happens to be the same husband, but it's two separate husbands. Welcome back, Michael. Right, but it's really two different, two different uh, marriages. The ketuba is on the get. And then he remarries her, and then he, she does, and he does. So now she's got, he owes her from the first marriage the ketubah as a get. And now he does, and now she's entitled to claim a ketubah as an almana. So in a cover, in a ketubah, only one. Shamagarish at Ishtovich Zira, the klal is, person who divorces his wife and then remarries her, almanat ketubah harishona machzira. The assumption is that's on the basis of the first ketubah. So I learned that whole mission again after repeat the re-recording and I forgot to dedicate it to Inonishmat.
Abzev ben Eliyahu, that's David's grandfather, and Shlomo ben Avram Tzvi, its grandfather. So it should be an inner for both of them. And it should also be a good for all of us for Yom Kippur coming along today. All right. So the Gemara starts like this. So what can she claim from this one? Is it, a, is it up to her to decide? The Gemara says no. Because sorry, if it would be a case where she can decide which she can claim from both Ketubas, that one or that one, she can decide which one she wants, and that would be a Tiyufta, to what we've learned before. We've already learned, we've seen this grammar before. This is on Tav Mem Dalit Erdan in the Masechta, where he said that if a person's got two starot, a person owes money, and he brings out the one star and then another star, the assumption is that the second star cancelled the first star. Right? It cancelled the first star. And therefore, yeah, it seems like no, the second tuba never cancelled the first tuba, she can choose which one she wants. Since we have a few of the woman says no. Then we really say on that case of Rav Nachman, Rav Papa, Papa said, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman would agree. That if on the second star he added something, so the first star said, I oh, know you got 20, owe me 20 plants. And the third star said 21, the second star said 21. So the fact that it's a new star means that he could then claim as well from the second star or the first star. Now, there's an advantage and a disadvantage. If he uses the first star as his basis for his claim against him, so then he could only go and toref karkaot meshubadot, right? If the guy, in the meantime, sold stuff from the date of the first star. If he uses the second star, which has got a bigger claim, there's more money in the second star, but the star is at a later date. So it means that the guy could have sold assets before that second date. He's got less security. Everybody with me? So there's a pro and a, ne- and, and a con. The con is that he's got lesser security on the second star, but he's got more money owing to him. The first star is an earlier star. So he's got more security because the guy had less chance to sell stuff, but he's got less money owing to him. So that's what Rachel would agree with as well. So we see, it's not so partial that ever there's a second star that... Uh, that it doesn't, that it doesn't work. Okay, so that is Rav Nachman. So to here, but also the second ketubah has got more than the first ketubah had it. So therefore, the second ketubah she could choose either one as well. We're turning around. It's a similar story. Coming to brighter. What's he a get? U ketubah umita. If woman now comes to Beitin, she says, "I've got a get." He has my ketubah, and there's aiding that the guy died. Right. So what does that mean? Look at Rashi. Umita va'ede meta. The last line of Rashi. She wants two ketubas. In the first ketubah, because she was a divorcee. The husband divorced. And he paid back a ketubah as a divorcee. And now he died. So she wants a ketubah now as a widow. As far as she was concerned, the fact that she married the same guy twice. So what? She could have married two guys. And the first guy would have paid her when he got divorced. And the second guy would pay when he died. So she wants the money. That's another good morning to follows. In get kodem the ketuba, if really the first get right, the get is before the ketuba. Rashi says harei katab la ketuba shenit kashechzir. Then that's proof that the get was before the ketuba, and therefore when she died, when he when when he died, he actually died with the new ketuba. So she can then claim on both the ketubas, because the first ketuba was obviously before the get, and the second ketuba was after the get. So they two separate ketubas. The guy intended to give her two separate ketubas. 
if on the other hand, get. the second ketuba was before her get, then it seems that it was two starot that she got when she got married, she only claimed one. And again, she contributed one to claim. Right? Why? What's the principle? The most understanding is that normally a person divorces his wife and then remarries her. The basis is we assume that it was on the basis of the first ketubah. And therefore, if the ketubah was both ketubahs before the get, no. But if she had a separate ketubah, yes. Okay, new Mishnah, the last Mishnah of this parak. Katan Shesio Aviv. So now we've got a Katan over here, right? And her husband and his father, she was a kid, and the father brought a wife for him, and he gave her a ketubah. Ketubata Kayemet. What does it mean, Kayemet? Look at Rashi. Shekatabla Keshu Katan. Even though he was young when he wrote it, and now they're older, it was a better ketubah. And, and the Rashi jumps the gun and says, well, look at Ger as well. If a woman, if a husband and wife were getting divorced, are getting converted together, Gary, and he gave her a ketubah before they got married, converted, and now they're converted, their ketubah will stay, it was a good ketubah once they get converted. Shamanat Ken says Rashi Kirma, because he kept her, they stayed with her, married in the base of their They converted together. When he married her, and they stayed together. The assumption was they stayed together based on the original Nisuin, original agreements before the marriage. So in both of those two cases, we might have had a Havamina, that there wasn't the necessary Da'at for the star to be a proper star, both as a Katan and as a Ger. And now we see that nonetheless, if you stayed, on that, you stayed together based on that agreement, it would work. So if, if I, maybe I'm not sure if it could how it would work here. Yeah? Maybe Goyim were married, like some civil marriage. With, a, with some agreement beforehand, an antinuptial contract, and they converted, maybe that would stay with them. I'm not sure. And they became Jewish to stay. Okay. Come on. I'm Ravuda. Law Shalu Elamalematai. Rav says over here, right, that the, when we say that this katan and this ger, so only the money or the mataim would, be, would stay valid. Why is that? Look at Rashi. Shehain Tanai Beitin. Because that's a Tanai Beitin. Thanks, man. That's a Tanai Beitin. Right? Because look at what Rashi says. De'ilu b'shtar lo gavya de'chaspa ba'amahu. The Tosefet. There's any Tosefet in that ketubah. That wouldn't work. Because the conditions of manam ataim are shtar Beitin. Or Tanai Beitin. If there wasn't a shtar, Beitin imposes that on the person. The Tosefet is nothing. It's just a piece of shard. About Tosefet, I know. Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah says, no. After the Tosefet, Yashla, even the Tosefet, she's got even the Tosefet. If you've got a, uh, if you've got a, a, a Tosefet read on your daf, look at Tosefet read towards the very, very, very end of this parak at the bottom. It says, Peru, Sav Rabbi Yudah, Ko katav labodo katan, ben ikakatuva ben Tosefet, akol gove. He said, you get all of it. Why? Shamanat ken kirma bigdula torah tait la koma so he says that Rabbi of the opinion that just like we say, Kiemla, he stayed with her. So too, he stayed with her, yeah, with the base of everything. So it wouldn't make any differences whatsoever. So what would be the bright and native, Chidshu, not tell it, Masha Chidshu. What does it mean, Chidshu? Look at Rashi, the very last white lines at the top. Chidshu, Katan, Mishahigdil, Begem, Mishnit, Gayer. So he gave her a new one, Chitshu. Now Rashi says, yeah, 
Klum, like in one neighbor, we say klum means nothing. But Rashi says klum means if he added something. If he added something, right, on the original ketubah, so he says, So the Gemara wants to say, look, he has that shy. Meaning only if he added something, but if he never added something, then it wouldn't make a difference, right? So we see over here that unless he added something, it wouldn't work. So it's kasha here, I think, on Rabbi Yehuda. Even what he added. Not if he added, but even what he added. Because it doesn't work out, because we've got another bright, it's a similar thing. If he didn't add anything, which is like what Rav Huda wanted to say. The one says, Is it Yuf Yuda? The one says, Maybe not. Or maybe yes. But he says, The Gemara was sort of a bit, it seems like the Gemara is a bit uh, accepting of Rav Yuda, accommodating. Because he says, What's Rav Yuda's problem? Why was it Yuf Rav Yuda? Matnitin Atiyatei. He misunderstood the, the, the Mishnah. Who savar to batakayemet means akule miltakai. When the Mishnah said the katan sheisio aviv ketubatakayemet, he understood Rabbi Yudah ketubakayemet means the whole ketubah, everything about the ketubah. Velohi only ikar ketubakai, only the ikar the toset the the mayamatayim. The tosefet is not is not kayam. Dran lachakotem listo. Okay, please go start a new mission now. Parakasiri. It's a good day to start Parakasiri. Yom Kippur is the 10th day, and we start in the 10th parak. Okay. Mission Asushtay Nashimamat. It's a person who married to two women and then died. So now, what's the order here? Remember we learned about in Dachrin and, uh, and all the different time in the Ketubah. So what's the order over here? Now what happens? The Mishnah says, If he married two women and then he dies, the first wife, she has the first right on her Ketubah. Right? And the, and the Yoshim as well. Look at Rashi very quickly. While he was alive. Right? So, no, no, that's a different Mishnah. That's a Rashi there. Nasash, that's just a mate. It's not a Rashi there, sorry. The Yosha Rishona, Kodin Rosh Hashanah, Nasai Tarishona, the Meta. He married the first woman, and then she died while he was still alive. And then Nasash, and he married a second woman, and then he died, the mate who? So now, Shnia, the Yosha, Kodmim, the Yosha Rishona. Okay, so I'm going to just read outside very quickly. To put into context, what's happening over here is, remember, when a person dies, so he's got a ketubah to his dead wife, uh, to his late wife. She's got a ketubah. Now that ketubah is not a Yerusha, it's a chov. Remember, she's not inheriting anything. The wife that's alive has got a claim on the estate. That's a debt owing to the wife. And if the Yoshim are going to come and claim her, their mother's ketubah, so it's a claim against the estate, not Yerusha. And we always have to pay our debts before we split the Yerusha. That's standard. If it wasn't a child, a mother, a wife, let's say that the father owed a million dollars to some third party, the children can't go split the Yerusha and all go by themselves boats while the, the state owes the, the, this guy money. So the wife, the surviving wife, her ketubah is that same status. It's a ketubah, it's a star, it's a star chov. So that's why the first wife who died, 
her children have got a claim against the estate as Yoshim. The second wife who's alive when the husband dies, her ketubah is a chov. So therefore they've got a claim first to the value of the ketubah, which is a chov. Afterwards, whatever's left, they'll split up the whole story. Okay, so that's really what's happening here. Look at Rashi very quickly at the end there. She comes as a, as, as a creditor. About Rishonim, by in the Rashi, I mean, they're coming as Yorshim. The Ketub is not called Yerusha. The Gemara is like this. Midiktani Harishona Kodemet Nashdiya. The Gemara wants to be Medayak Abiyah. And the fact that we learned in the Lashon Abiyah, the Lashon of the Mishnah is that Harishona Kodemet Lashniya. Velokatani Harishona Yeshla Vashniya. We never said the first one's got and the second one hasn't got. The Gemara said, Michal, Tiyikad Mashniya Vatafsa. It appears over here that the second, the first wife also has a claim against the estate. And therefore, but just the first one, the second one comes first. So if the first one happened to run first and grab assets, it seems like we wouldn't actually take them away from them. You want to see, that's the case. If that's the case, can we apply this to regular creditors? If they're creditors that are in order, my contract, island loan, on, on the 1st of Tishrei, and you got a loan only on the 1st of Cheshvan. Can the guy from Cheshvan come and claim before the guy from Tishrei? It appears yes, because it appears that the guy who's second can claim first. He shouldn't look at Chida, but if he did, we wouldn't take it away from him. That's what he wants to say. The one says, no, doesn't like it. Emelach, Masha Gava, Lo Gava. said, no, that's not the case. So the one says, okay, so what does it mean then in the Mishnah when it says, Kodemet? Because Kodemet seems to imply that you should come first, but if you didn't, if the order was changed, you still got a claim. So as my Kodemet, the one says Kodemet is legamre katani. In total, entirety, there's no yes or no. Kiritnan, ben Kodem Labat. Same Lashna, but yeah, then the Yerusha, a son comes before a daughter. You know, if that comes before a daughter, if the daughter came and quickly granted the son wouldn't take it away from her, he would. Side of that word kodemet means kodemet in its entirety. Look at Rashi. Shein the shnei klum. Hamishta says a shnei kodemet lerishona, and the first one gets nothing if there wasn't enough left over. Obviously, it was a huge estate, and the ketubah can be paid out, and still have my left over. We'll see in a moment. The Gemara's got a separate version, another version to this. Ikad Amri and miyada. The fact that the Mishnah didn't say what we just implied that it said. If the first one grabbed, we don't take it away from her. It didn't say that. It implies, therefore, that if, this, if the second person, which in our case is the first wife, if her children would come and grab it, we would take it away from them. Shmamina, what do you learn? What do you learn here from another principle? A letter creditor. Really, that's a bet where we can prove it that way, the other way around. That a latter creditor can't claim first. The one says, No, that's not true either. Really, what he grabbed, he grabbed. So what's going on over here? He says, It's just linguistic. Since it learned, it's because the Mishnah said that the Shnia and her Yoshea. In the first case, in the first case, the Mishnah, 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 the Mishnah
doesn't say that. Just telling us what's the Chathira. But really from the first version we say, no, they can't do it. Second version we say, maybe they can do it. I'm not exactly sure what the halacha would be. If anybody's got a halacha, let me know what the halacha is over here. Uh, Rashi just says, the chathira lot. Doesn't actually bring a, a second, a second claim. Holiday. Okay. We've just started Amud Bet. Uh, now the Mishnah goes back to discuss the second case of the Mishnah. Nasat Rishona or Meitam. But Nasat Rishona says, We can learn three things from this Mishnah. Three things come out of this. What are they? Achat, Shmamina. Achat Bechayav, Vachat Bemoto. If one wife dies while he's alive, and then one, one uh, and then and then he dies, yes, link tubet benin dachrin velochashin and intuya. So both the families have got benin dachrin. Look at yes lahen. Look at Rashi. Yes lahen. The very end of the first line. Larishonim tubet benin dachrin veloaminan kitikun benin dachrin. Echad emetus daim bechayav. He says we, the, even the first wife. Her trosa get banin dachrin, like kamer ketuba, and we don't say says Rashi, any time there's banin dachrin to both, if they both died when he was alive. No, if one of their mothers died first, they've still got banin dachrin. However, remember the banin dachrin, the sons will be able to claim the mother's ketuba only after the second one has been paid out because she's got a chov in that yoshim. Right? He says yes, then ketuba banin dachrin. We don't worry about fighting. We, how do we know the imai? Bidiktani shnia veyoshea. Kodmim leyoshe rishonim. They come first. The Gemara b'dayek mikdam hu dekadme haikashakle. They come first, but if it is enough, they both get it. That's the first thing we learn from the Mishnah that both of the children, both families, will get it. Hushmamina. The second thing we learn over here is ktuba naset motar lechaverta. What does it mean ktuba naset motar lechaverta? The first woman's ktuba. Is only a ktub which is valid after the first tub has been paid out, so it's mortar lechaveta. It's from the from the from the remnants, from what's left over, from the additions. Is it an equal claim? There's a Tosford read over here, right at the bottom. Tosford read says Ushmamina ktub nasir mortar lechaveta. The very last wide, the very first wide lines at the bottom of the daf. It didn't say this. We learned the cloud. We'll see it again today. That if both women died in their lives, so the banin dachrin can only get paid out after there was at least a dinar in the estate to fulfill the mitzvah of Yerusha. Because banin dachrin is like two, but not Yerusha, that the sons get the mother's uh, stuff. So he said, yeah, we didn't say that. Perish Avagad did not take on Rabbanan Kabani 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 Dachrin. Then Kanyesh Mortar Dinner Al Shtei Al That's as a rule. They took two and two wives, and they both can you Kiyachid the Lomi Akrin Nachlat Tenan Kedetnan the Kamperkin. Hani Midi Ki Meitu Shteihin Bechayav Tarvayu Atu Betorat Bani Dachrin. That's if both the women died while the husband was alive. Then the children both come as equal claims to Bani Dachrin. Avalechad Bechayav, one one is alive, does. Bechad Motor, one he does first. Shasheni, Shenigvet Petrat Chov, the second one he's claiming as a Chov. Eilach Yerusha Gedolemizu, Vlomi Akra Nachlatanan. 
שכשמת נפלו נרצה כמה קושי כשיצא של הרחוב על אביהן, אלו ואלו עושים מצווה לפרוע חוב אביהן. What is the interesting, very, very important point of Yasser Tosfadrid? Even though there are two families now, two, children, two mothers and, and their children, the one's died already, and, and, the, and the father dies. The, the, the ketub of the second wife is a chov. The children from the first wife are also Yorshim, and they've got a mitzvah, just as they do with the second wife, to honor the debts of the father. And therefore, the children from the first mother also are part, they're paying a debt. So therefore, all the children are paying a debt together. And that's what's paid out to the ketubah. And then what's left over, they split up between them. That was the second thing. Lord, uh, and then the third thing is, So now if the children come and claim as a, as a banin dachrin from their mother's ketubah, they can only go from claim from, from, from karka meshukhreret, not from meshubad. Okay, so, okay, that's very important claim as well. The isaka datin trafim meshabdei, so everything they can claim from a Shabday, so lay to Bnei Rishona because then that's a beautiful yuk of the Gemara. Because what do we explain now? We explain that the, that the second wife, her ketubah, is a chov, correct? And we also know the klal where he learns Shimon Bar Yochai that all the assets of the estate are meshubah to the ketubah, correct? So the wife's ketubah, the second wife who's alive when the husband died, a ketubah is underwritten by all the assets of the estate, Meshubadim. And if we thought that Banin Dachrin can go and claim from Meshubadim, then they could go and take from the, from the assets that are guaranteeing the ketubah. And the fact that they can't, why can't they? Because those are Karkot Meshubadot. It's Meshubad, it's encumbered. So that's the proof. So they've got to first pay out the ketubah, unencumbered now the assets of the ketubah and now they can claim. So just like they can't claim from assets that are encumbered to the ketubah, they also can't claim assets that are encumbered to anybody else. Clear? Right? Okay. So now, up until that seems to be all very nice. Matki Ashi. Ashi is not convinced. He says, Be my. Tell me, how do you know that? Tell me, all of them are one and one and one Maybe no. If one dies while the husband's alive, and then the husband dies and leaves the second wife, it's not bad in Dachrin. Well, my Kodmin, what do you mean when we say in the Mishnah, yeah, Kodmin, that the second wives and her Yoshim are Kodmin? Kodmin, the Nachala Ketani, to the Nachala, to the Yerusha of, this, of, the, of the family. See, let's say you said it. Vechitaim, okay, so you're right. So then what did the Mishnah mean when it said, Yorshei Harishona? That should have just looked back in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Nasata Harishona v'meita, Nasashni v'meita, Shniya v'yorshei ha-kodmin le-yorshei Harishona. Why do we have to say in there, the second ones come first before the first one? Just say, the second ones, get the Yorshei, get the state. Right? Yorshei Harishona v'meita. The one says, no, you're right. Actually, you're right. That's the case. The second ones will get, first ones will get nothing. But I need to tell you, Shniya Be'yoshaya, Tainami, Le'yoshaya Rishona. It's all just linguistics. You're absolutely correct. The first children will get nothing, according to that Limud. But it's just linguistic to make it look nice. Another question, Le'kamart. And now that you said, Ketubah Na'asait, Mota Le'chaverta. Now Le'kashavya. 
we be challenging now, right? The Gemara is saying, the three things that you said. So we just challenged the first one of Ketubot Banin Dachrin, which we say isn't Banin Dachrin. And now you, the second question was, Ketubot Naset Mota, that he claimed if there's leftover. He says, look, your second point you mentioned, not the case. And really, this was a simple case. Like we learned before, they went there by Dachri. As long as the, the, the estate was big enough to pay out both ketubas plus a dinar, then we pay out. That was the case over here. Dika motar dinar. It was a motar dinar. And that's why it worked. Maybe that's the case. Look at Rashi. The second last narrow lines. I skipped a lot of the Rashis. There's a big deal. So yeah, the Gemara sort of knocks out those two cases over there of Motar Dinar. And, um, and at the first, Yorshim get first, said, no, there's nothing, there's no Dachin whatsoever. There's no Motar Dinar. There's no uh, one Ketubah's done Motar Dachaveta. It's all equal. If there's enough money, beautiful. If not, nothing. Moreover, another the Mishnah yeah, this concept of a woman, one died when he was alive, and one, and then one he died before she died, is a machloket anaimi. Of course, that's a machloket anaimi. The second wide lines of Rashi, whether the, 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 wife, the children of the first wife can get banin dachrin, their mother's ketubah, or not. And that's a machloket anaimi. The Tanya, Got a bride that says, May to a chat pechayave chat pe moto benanas omer. Here's a machloket tonight. Yeah, we got a machloket. Yeah, benanas omer. Yecholim na rishon lomar lebnei ashnia. The children of the first wife who already died can say to the children of the second wife who's still alive, Atem bnei baalat chovate. You agree. We are you money. Your mother's got a ketuba, and and then our father died, and and she's got a claim. So talu ketubat imachim v'tzu, claim the ketubah now and get out the picture, and leave us alone to carry on with the rest of the stuff. Rabbi Akiva or Meir, Rabbi Akiva says now. Rabbi Akiva says, look at Rashi quickly. Atem le'abalat chovatem. Look over there. Alkain, but the like a motar dinar kamari. There isn't enough for both of us. There's no motar dinar. Itani v'tzu. That's the deal over here. The fact that he said v'tzu, take your money and go, means there isn't enough over here to pass both out. It was motar dinar. It's not a problem. Motar means at least a dinar more than what's owing to both wives. Wouldn't have to say two. It's okay. Now let's split up everything. That's what he says over here, right? Rabbi Akiva Omer, Kfar kafzana chalam lifnei benari shona benafla lifnei benashnia. Which is the simplicity of the language. Here means that the nachala has already jumped from in front of the first family and landed in the lap of the second family. So Bakiva seems to say, no, on the contrary, the first ones lose out. 
The second ones get everything. So Kumar says, My love, Bahak, isn't this the Machloket? The Mar Sabar, Achat Bechayab, Achat Bemoto, Yeshling Tuba Bindachri. Umar Sabar, Achat Bechayab, Achat Bemoto, and the Kutuba Bindachri. Seems to be straightforward. There's the Machloket over here. That banana seems to say that there could be Bindachri, that we do give the Chov. Rabbi Kiva says, No, the first ones get nothing. So one says, no, I'm a rabbi, 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 I'm Something which we already alluded to previously. It says the machloketia is beketubat naset mortal lechaverta. We saying that the the, the second first ketuba is only paid out if there's enough for the second ketuba. For who are din the balchov kemiflige? And the question is, is that is that the case? And is it the same din for a balchov? The words the latter creditor can't claim before the earlier creditor. So the first time it says yes, it's mota lechaverta, and therefore only if there's enough to pay out both, otherwise you pay out the second one. Umar sabar ain't to anase mota lechaverta v'adin lebalchov. Until it says no, that's not the case. V'aminaleyu says Rabbi. I said to all of them in the Beit Midrash, Ana bebalchov. V'aminaleyu Ana. I said to them, bebalchov kula melopligi. Everybody, when it comes to Balchov, in other words, it's not the same, the case of, of a Ketubah and a Balchov. When it's a Balchov, Kula Melopligi, Tave Mota. Everybody agrees, with regards to a Balchov, there's Mota. In other words, you pay out in order of the debt, and only if there's enough remaining. You don't now put all your creditors together. You know, when a guy goes insolvent, so people go insolvent, so they bring in all the creditors, and they sit them down, and they negotiate. And they try and get a settlement. So they get 20 shekels, agarot on the shekel, or 50 shekels. And they try and get everybody according to their level of their debt. That's not what's going on over here, says, says Rabbi. We don't need an insolvency situation. When it comes to a, to a, to a creditor, the guys are money, you pay him out first. If there's enough to pay the singer, pay the singer. Third guy, the third guy. The fourth guy, he'll stand in line. He took, took his chances when he borrowed the money, lent the money. He knew that the guy had these other creditors. He knew what his risks were. About keeping ways there. In a situation of insolvency, like you were saying, if somebody did come and take before, they've got to bring it back. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Because that's out of Agnoshim. Right? Because that's if he, if he cause we, we can't get preference. So that's he's saying. There's a lot of cases over here. He says, we don't go on that lines. We pay creditors out according to the date of their start. The earlier guy gets first. Singer gets second. Singer gets second. That's, that, I don't think that, that's what he's saying over here. Well, where's the Machloket? The Ketubah. Dafka the gods to Ketubah. Why? And look at Rashi here, Ketubah. This Rashi here is about 10 lines up from the bottom of Rashi. It says, keep looking at Ketubah. Ba'achat b'chaya b'achat b'moto. Dafka in our case is the Machloket. Where the one wife predeceased him, and then the second wife lived him out. She'ashniya chovi. The second one is a chov. The first one is a Ketubah of Yorshim. Because she died. The third, the second, the first one is is is, is Yorshim. The second wife, he died. 
So she's going to hold against the, the, the against him. She's alive. She wants her money. It's not Yerusha. Your wife isn't a Yoreshet. Your wife is a, is a, is a Balat Chov. Right? Kishash Yachovi. Yeah, if she's got kids, if she's got sons from well, the second wife, then they yorshu. But she's still alive. They yorshu in the Yerusha. That's why we saw earlier. So the, first you're going to pay out the ketubah to the wife. And now what's left over, the yorshim of both wives split. And like we saw already, Rashi mentioned that. that there's a mitzvah on the yorshim to pay their father's debts. So all the, let's say that the first wife had three sons, and the second wife's got three sons. All six sons now have a mitzvah to pay their father's debt to the surviving wife. The, her sons as Yoshim from the father and the other sons as Yoshim from the father all have to pay their father's debt. And the, and the woman is a, is a Balat Chov. They're going to pay her. Let's quickly finish this. Right? So he says, That's the Ketubah. So that's what Rabbi says. That's the Machloket. Nothing to do here about whether it's a motar or a motar, balchov or a balchov, with a balchov, you're not machloket. So, Mark, if you're not machloket, he says, Iachi, if you write in what you're saying, I'm trying to find this important Rashi here. Iachi, look at Rashi, Debaha lechuru, the part of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is arguing only about the ketub, but not about the motar or not. We should delay the motar. If we have a motar, if there was motar, there'd be no arguing whatsoever. My kfar kaftsa nachala. What does it mean when Rabbi Akiva said kfar kaftsa nachala? The nachala has already jumped out of the first guy's hand. That's a Yerusha. Right? The mashma ain't kantarat panidakrin klau. Rabbi Akiva seems to imply the first family are ois. Hachi tibayla lemeshla said, im yesha mota notlin, im lava notlin. The Kiddush should have just said, if there is, they take it, isn't there isn't. What do you mean? He said, Kafta, it's all gone. Even if there is, the Rabbi Kiva seems to imply there isn't anything for them. What? It's highly unlikely that everything happened simultaneously. In other words, he married her, she died, and then he died. Nothing happened. But it could have been five years later. Then what, if it's five years later, what's it going to do with the, the first wife and the second wife? Because this, this, this person is married to a woman he's got children with her. And he marries another woman he's got children with her. The first wife dies. So now, when the first wife dies, his children are his Yoshim. They, they're still with him. They're there. They're living with him. They're not getting anything. And then he dies. So now suddenly, those children want a part of their father's estate. And they're coming not only as Yoshim, but also as Bani and Dachrin in the Ketubah. He wrote in, my sons will get my Ketubah. So they want their mother's Ketubah now, which he, he, they never got paid up because the father was alive. And he and the mother had died, and they were living with the father. They were Yoshim. Why should you do anything? But now the father's gone. Yeah, so the question is now, what... No, that's the whole thing. They're not splitting, they can't split equally because a few years later, he dies, and the wife, the second wife is still alive, her ketubah is a chov. They've got to first pay the chov. And now they can start splitting. So the question is, do they split now equally? Or like Rabbi Akiva says, no. Kafta from Rishona, what does that mean? That's exactly the question. Is it just a straight split or not? So if both wives had died while the father was alive, it's a straight split. 
then as long as there's a there's a there's a dinar motar more than a dinar in the in the estate, he pays out both ketubas to the children, and then what's left over they get is Yerusha. Because it has to be Yerusha. The, the, the Bani Dachrin is the klal of the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan can't come and ma'akir the writers of Yerusha. That's all. There's a toss we saw the other day. We learned this again. There was a toss we discussed that. So the question is, can you uproot? So that's why the Gemara said they're motar dinar. At least they have a dinar, which is proper Yerusha. But now we've got a case where the one died, and now he's alive still. So his children are his children. They is Yorish, and they aren't Yorish anything yet. He's still alive. Now suddenly he dies. The first wife's children say, ah, we're not Yoshim. But the second children say, what do you want? My mother's alive. She needs a ketubah first. And now the, the second wife's still children and the first wife's children are all Yoshim of the father. The, the principle is they've all got a mitzvah to pay the father's debts. And the ketubah is one of the father's debts. So it's a mitzvah on her children and the other children. The question is, do we pay the father's debts and then split? Or do we say, no, the first wife died, but he's alive. Goodbye, they get Yerushim, they left over. The second wife, her children get everything. That's the discussion we're having right now. Look at Rashi, yeah? So that's the discussion what said. The contrary, Akiva should have said, he said, should have said, it's like you're saying, if there's enough, spread it out. So that's the One dies when he's alive, and one dies when he's dead. And this is the Machlok, is like another Machlok, which is bringing up now to Tanya. He married the first wife and she died. And then, and then he, so now they weren't married together. He first married the first wife, she died. And then he married the second wife. And then he died. The second wife. Okay? Tanakama. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Im yash mota dinar, el lo tiktu bat imam, vel lo tiktu bat imam. Rabbi Shimon says, no, there's enough. They can both take it. Like you wanted to say, so on. Vim love, and if not, chokim b'shavet. Rabbi Shimon goes with you. Should have called you Shimon, not Shmuel. Right? Right? So the Gemara says, my love b'hak, isn't this the machloket? Demar sabar echat b'chayav echat b'moto, yesh la'en ketubah b'ayin dachrin. That the one side of the machloket says, irrespective of when they die, their children will give b'ayin dachrin. Maybe not. Can I have to stop up here now?